This episode of the Expat Cast is brought to you by Lingoda. They're a fully online language school that offers classes in English, business English, French, Spanish, and very importantly, German. I started using Lingoda almost exactly a year ago when I wanted to start learning French. I really liked both the quality and the format of the learning. The class sizes were small, so me and maximal four other students, and all of the teachers were native speakers. And with the format, you can just sign on for whatever level you're at at whatever time you have available. Lingoda is actually most famous for their sprints. With the sprint, you challenge yourself to take 15 classes a month for two months. If you do that, you can get 50% of your cash back. Or you can sign up for the super sprint and challenge yourself to do 30 classes a month for two months to be able to get 100% of your cash back. With the start of the new year, there's really no better time to commit to your language goals. So you can go ahead and sign up by February 1st and your classes will start February 11th. And if you need a little push over the edge to get yourself motivated, if you sign up with the code expatcast2022, you can save 20 euros or $25 on your deposit. Click the link in the show notes to sign up. Welcome to the Expat Cast. This is the podcast where expats share their stories about fitting in, standing out, and every mishap on the journey to finding home abroad. I'm your host, Nicole. I wanted to say real quick thank you to everyone who came out to the online event with Horbach Expats the other week. We talked about real estate investment for expats in Germany, and I learned a whole lot. I think everyone in the whole virtual room did. We had a really great turnout, and what I liked best about the event is that it was a really engaged group of people. So we actually got to take all of the questions that came into the chat and really focus on what the people in the room wanted to talk about. And yeah, it was not only super informative, but also fun. Yeah, I'm also starting to look to what any future events should be. So if you missed that event and want a repeat of that, or if you missed our previous event about investing for US Americans in Germany and would like a repeat of that one, let me know. Or if you have other financial topics that you're interested in, you can shoot me a DM on Instagram at the expatcast, or you can email me at theexpatcast at gmail.com, and I will take that into consideration. Now, this week's episode, I am pumped about. One thing I I try to acknowledge every now and again directly in the podcast, on the podcast, is that sometimes I totally fail at diversity of almost all sorts. I'm a 29-year-old white woman from the U.S. living in Germany, and a lot of my guests tend to share probably at least two of those identities with me, if not more. There's a couple reasons or factors that go into it. None of them are really good enough excuses, in my own opinion. I think I should do better on this front. One of the main factors for me right now is time. You know, I work full time and I do everything that you ever see or hear for this podcast um, completely alone, independently. So sometimes things fall to the wayside, like being more proactive about scouting guests and focusing on things like getting a more diverse perspective. So again, it's not really an excuse. It's just a bit of the reason. And anyway, today's episode is at least different in terms of today's guest is a bit older than my typical guest. She's in a totally different phase of life and different phase in her expat journey. She's actually someone I'm lucky enough to know in real life, and it's been so wonderful getting to become her friend. I think a lot of us, when we move abroad, we find our community that's typically within our sort of typical peer group. Whereas back in wherever we're from, we might be in family environments where you have people from different generations or decades coming together. 
Um, I know personally it's something I really missed about my life back home and I've tried to integrate more into my life here. Yeah, and Melanie is one of the people who really just, I mean, first off, because she's just freaking cool and I really like being her friend, but there is a special additional value to her perspectives and being in conversation with someone who's in a different phase from you. So I'm hoping that you guys delight in this conversation as much as, as I have. And with that, let's get to the episode. Enjoy. My name is Melanie. I am originally from Manhattan, first nine and a half years of my life. And where I live now is Freiburg. And I've been in Freiburg for almost exactly one year. As a matter of fact, in a couple of days, it'll be a one-year anniversary, yeah. Happy almost anniversary. Thank you. <laughs> We're about to get all the way into your biography, but I think first it'll be fun to share. Well, first off, how we're recording. I don't know if it sounds different for people listening now, but um, it is different because we're looking at each other. It's been a while for me, too, since I've recorded with someone face to face. I think with Corona, I basically stopped doing it. It's a, an honor to have you break in the seal. <laughs> yeah, we can share how we met real fast. Sure. Oh, I I think really a long time ago, probably right when you got started, I discovered your podcast. Um, years ago, I used to wish that something like this existed. So I was I listened to your podcast, and then I had decided to move to Freiburg, and it was after I had made the decision that I discovered I found out that you lived in Freiburg. I was probably gushing about it for the five millionth time. Right, right, and it was like, it. oh my god, she's in Freiburg. Like, I'll definitely have to get in touch with her when I get there. Yeah, and then. You emailed me and then we met up at some point. I can't remember. Summer, probably at some point, right? Yeah, at the at the Black Cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and now we're real life buddies and it's so cool. Yeah, and it's um cool. it's always a joy to have someone I know in person on the podcast because you just you talk a little differently, you know, you get into different topics. And with you, I actually already kind of know your biography of, of where you moved and, and when and why and whatever. But there's so much to it and I'm so excited to get into all of it. And I wanna start with just laying it out on a timeline. So when you first moved abroad, where and roughly how old were you? Right. Okay. Yeah. So one of the reasons I, there's so much in my story is because I'm old. I'm old, <laughs> I'm, I'm old but I'm cool. At any rate, um, so yes, when I was 29 and a half, I moved from Chicago to Switzerland. It was originally for a guy, of course, um, that, that lasted like, you know, a month. And then luckily I, I did know other people from Switzerland. Like he, that, he wasn't my first Swiss friend. I, there was this kind of connection with Chicago and Switzerland. So that, and that was like in 1989. Yeah. And I worked at uh, um, a refugee center. People were coming, a lot, of, a lot of people from Turkey, the Yugoslavian thing started happening right around then. So this was two years, two to two and a half years? Two and a half years, yeah. yeah. Okay, so then you met who would become your first husband. Yes. He's He was one of the refugees, yeah, he's <laughs> Turkish. <laughs> and then, so you were briefly in Turkey? Yeah, mm-hmm. we traveled around Turkey and then we got married in Istanbul. And I had already quit my job and I was ready to go back to the States. He followed, but it took like nine months for them to let him in. Yeah. Because, you know, Turkish passport. It's different than a Swiss passport or an American passport. Yeah, which is crazy. Even when married. Yeah, we were already married. Yeah. What is the next move? Yeah, I was in Chicago then for a total from from like 92 to 97. 
even after like two years of being back in the States, I had my fill and it was like I got to get back to Europe. But it took till 1997. I ended up spending the entire year in Europe, six months in Switzerland and then six months in Ireland. But I wasn't here legally. (laughs) So I did have to go back and I didn't go back to Chicago. Then I went to Seattle and I was in Seattle for 11 years. And again, it was like, I got to get back to Europe, got to get back to Europe. I was supposed to only be in Cologne for like three months. Yeah. And then I ended up meeting a guy. <laughs> Fell in love and we got married. And... So then the Turkish husband, you guys divorced. <gasps> oh, at some point. yes. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. After like about four years or something like that. Yeah. We split up in Chicago and he's still in Chicago. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> he He married a girl from his village. And moved her out to Chicago. They have like two young adult American kids now. Wild. It's crazy. Man, life is so many things. Yes. Okay. So that one was, because otherwise we could have believed that you just were like collecting. You were like right, a right, right, right. Sorry about that. <laughs> Which also would be a cool <laughs> life. But yeah. Um, so then, okay. So this and then you were visiting Clone. Oops, met a guy. <laughs> and then stayed in Clone for a while, right? Yeah. So that was in 2009. And how old were you then? I was 48 and a half. And I've been in Germany since then, wow. for the most part. There's been a little bit of back and forth. Cologne from 2009 until 2011. And then Bonn was uh, 2011, 2013. And then Cologne again, 2013 until 2021. Yeah. 2021. And now Freiburg. Now Freiburg, yeah. Because you want it to be closer to Switzerland, right? That is true. It was like, well, I was also like, Cologne's a cool town. It's a cool city. It reminds, I called it, I always called it my mini Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I was kind of sick of it because it's so, it's a cool town, but it's so ugly. And I couldn't, <laughs> I just couldn't take it anymore. And it was like, I needed to be somewhere beautiful. And I looked all over Germany. I was thinking of Leipzig. I was in Aachen. I was in Münster. I was just looking all over. And every time I thought about where I wanted to move, like considering moving to this other place, it's like, why just move away from my the people I know in Cologne? I started to realize the move has to not just be leaving my friends in Cologne. It has to, there has to be something that I'm moving toward. And Freiburg, it was just like, oh, and I, I had wanted to move to Freiburg back in 90. Six. Wow. So. And there's so many things to talk about all like all of these moves along the way. But I think we can just jump right back to the very beginning to Switzerland. Your late 20s, early 30s there. And did you speak German before the move? Yeah, I had um, um, taken like a year and a half of German at the University of Illinois at Chicago Circle Campus. And I was really good at classes, got A's, and I was totally into it. I was totally into it. So I did speak German, but uh, you know, a lot of Swiss German was being spoken. So it was it was hard. Yeah, because Swiss German is, I don't know, at the beginning, I thought people were being dramatic. I was like, sounds pretty similar to me because I didn't know German, so I thought it was the same. And then as soon as I actually learned German, I was like, oh, no, I don't know what they're saying. (laughs) Genuinely a dialect. Yeah, completely different. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier you got pushed out of the nest at one point. Oh, with the Swiss German, you mean? Yeah, with the Swiss German. Yeah, because I I, I like 
of course, we all know I like to get into the like more harder parts of the moves. I think it's interesting. And so this stands out as kind of one of the first low points. That was that was definitely a low point. Well, <laughs> besides like in the dude I moved there for like it's that true. didn't work out. That was kind of rough for just like, a, you know, a month or something. And then I was fine and got a job. So um, but yeah, no, then the, that's right. Yes. Yeah, so like seven months after I moved there, I turned 30 and, you know, I already had friends there and we had this huge birthday bash out in the country and pig on a spit and stuff like that and it was it was a rock as crazy like basically like two three day party well two days and then the third day it was cleanup time and so we're up in the middle of the the hills of switzerland <laughs> cleaning up this mess it's like heidi but different with alcohol with alcohol <laughs> yeah, exactly. and, um, <laughs> so and uh you know a bunch of us were up there because it was it was a big old mess and there was a lot to clean up because a lot of people had been at this two-day bash and my friend Ferena, who was my roommate at that time i didn't really realize how much i needed her I was constantly asking her, Freyna, what did they say? What did they say? What did they say? And she always interpreted for me. And at this, <laughs> totally hungover for days now. And she just got up. She was probably hungover herself and just stood up at some point when I asked her that. And she was like, I'm done. I'm done interpreting for you. You're on your own. And it was horrible at first. Like, it was horrible. I felt like a, a toddler. But it eventually helped me out because I got really good at Swiss German. This is such a within the stereotype thing to do on her part where it's like tough love, shove them out, we'll figure it out. And uh, good in the long run hurts in the short term. <laughs> Definitely. Farina was all about the tough love. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why did you leave Switzerland then? Because at some point, I assume after this getting pushed out of the nest, you settled back in or in maybe for the first time independently. You could speak Swiss German. Life was going well. So what inspired the move back to Chicago? Yeah, um, you know, I, I did. I had a really good job there. Uh, you know, I was making Swiss francs. It was, I mean, it, I was so digging it so much. For for me at that point in my life, it felt like a very long time, like two and a half years. But there was something nagging at me and I was kind of just starting to get sick of being a foreigner. I used to be bored with English. Like the whole time I was a kid, I was just bored with English because I always wanted to learn another language. And it was, that was the first time where I started to love English. Love my mother tongue, my native language. And yeah, and I just, I was sick of being a foreigner. Did it feel good when you were no longer a foreigner? <laughs> it did. It did for a while. I mean, of course, there was, you know, the reverse culture shock, but I was also just jamming. I was so happy to be back. It was like English everywhere and like, give me a shot and a beer, please. You know, like I was really digging it. I was digging it. And you probably had a different perspective on Chicago, the US than when you left because I'm sure some of it like stood out as total BS, but then some of it also probably stood out as like, hi, I missed that. Or like, this is something that we do cool, whatever. Yeah. Oh my God. I still like comparisons, like comp constantly comparing yeah. that, that never that's never stopped for me. Yeah. I do it all the time. But I think that's part of like being in another country. We're already probably super observant type people. And that's why we're so fascinated by other places. I'm interested in like the moves back to the US though, because it's like, it seems like part of you was kind of trying Seattle for 10, 11 years. That's not just trying to make it work. It's like it worked for a while. And I feel like that's a lot of people, once they come away from the U.S., they got kind of disenfranchised by the whole thing. And then it's hard to even want that or make it work. So with your so you had two moves back to the U.S., is that right? Chicago and then 
Seattle later. Mm-hmm. Did you think at the time of it as permanent, whatever the heck that means? Or No, I mean, in 97, um, when I spent that year in Europe, six months in Switzerland, six months in Ireland, and I was, like I said, I was I was here illegally. So like <laughs> I, I had to go and I didn't want to go back to Chicago. So I picked Seattle. I had a couple of friends there and I had never been there. <laughs> I'd never been there. Imagine that. I moved there and never been there. But I always knew I didn't want, I actually hadn't wanted to leave Ireland. I loved Ireland so much. I felt like that was my soul's home. That is where I belonged. But I, and then I ended up being in, in Seattle for like 11 years. But it was like, you know, I was with a guy. You know, I met one of the biggest loves of my life, David, and we, you know, bought a house together. And that was really great. But there, you know, this, it's kind of like what I call like the curse of once you've spread your life out that much, you're always missing people in places. And so, and it's almost like I have to, I have to kind of like bop back and forth. Yeah. And me going to Germany in 2009, it was only supposed to be for three months. Because I, in, in the meantime, when I was in Seattle, I started going to night school while I was working at a law firm. And it was to finally, finally get a certificate in translation so I could finally start translating because I'd wanted to do it since I had moved back to Chicago in 92. So, and I became a translator. I've been a translator now for 20 years, but but my spoken German was very Swiss and it was starting to get a little bit embarrassing. That was one of the reasons. It was like, I just needed, because I had never lived in Germany. So, and again, it was only supposed to be for three months and I extended it to six months and then I broke up with David and and then I was with the German guy. I was going to ask what happened with David. And David was American? Yeah, David's American. Was there any concept in in that relationship that you would both move somewhere else or did he have any kind of pull he well we did we did travel to to Europe at some point and it was really cool but it was a little too much for him I think he was really intimidated that that I had this whole other reality going on in Switzerland you know I think that was just a little too much for him I don't think he he would have I mean we talked I talked to him about it you know a few times we'd mention it but I I could tell that it wasn't going to be real. Like, he couldn't do that. When you were in Cologne, apparently loving it, right? Because you want it to extend. You want it to stay. Was that part of the factor? Like, you knew that staying would be breaking up with David and and kind of leaving that life behind? No, I was actually really missing David. And David came to visit me as well um, while I was there. Honestly, okay, I'm going to tell you the honest God's truth. So David was younger than me, 12 years younger than me. We were totally in love. Like he's probably the biggest love of my life. And I and I love still love him to pieces. But I was getting older. And he he didn't have a problem with it, but it was starting to be a problem for me. I started feeling pressure. Like I can't stop the I can't stop time and I'm just getting older and like and he's so young and hot and sweet and like cool and like oh my God, like if, if he left me for a younger woman, I, I would die. You know, so it's almost like I, I kinda did it first. Yeah. And I fell in love with this dude in Cologne. And he was younger than me too, but not quite as much younger. So that's kind of that's kind of what happened. And it, it was a crazy, almost like a midlife crisis sort of move on my part. And then enter the Cologne era. Yep. And then and, and then I ended up marrying that guy, the yeah. German guy from Bavaria, but he, he and he still lives in Cologne. And that didn't last either. Yeah. That was like just a whirlwind. Just fell madly in love and he was he's super cool. But he's narcissistic and an alcoholic is what I discovered afterward. Um, We were together from 2009 until 
two so like four years we were together that must have been a shock when because i mean imagine especially if it was part of this whole whirlwind thing you're not necessarily thinking yeah you're just you're just in the moment you're just going 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 and then all of a sudden when it stops it must be really like uh yeah and now what yeah, it's just like plan. oh no yeah yeah that was, <laughs> i was so i had a hard time because it was for a couple of years i so regretted having broken up with david for this guy did you ever try to get in contact with david I yeah yeah we were, we were in now. contact so this is the deal too like like right when i met the the german guy right when i met him in 2009 i had been in cologne for four months or something five months at that point right when i met him david met some woman oh and we had an agreement that we could because of you know this situation it was like we were just gonna let each other we both had the we could do whatever we wanted but we weren't allowed to like fall in love with someone and he i just kind of knew that he met someone i just you know it's just you know because we were so close and everything and that's when i met tobias and then it was just a feeling i had and i just decided okay i'm gonna let myself fall here and this, this is another really kind of, I guess when I think about it, it sounds so vain. And it, it is because it is vain. It was like, oh, yeah, like it's easier to grow old in Europe. You know, like they're not yeah. as judgmental about it as in, in the States. And like the, the combination of that with David being 12 years younger and the States and like Seattle and, you know, I had friends from L.A. and everyone's so shikimiki. <laughs> yeah, I just kind of decided... No, I need to do Europe. Yeah. Life will be easier. When the breakup with your ex-husband happened, you said you were in contact with David the whole time. But, oh, he was with this other woman. He, uh, yeah. Okay. So, and as soon as I told him that I fell in love with um, this German guy, he he decided to stay with that woman. I mean, of course, we, we had terrible heartbreak stuff, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, so he's been with her, like, the whole time now. He's a one-woman man. That's yeah. how David is. I love hearing how their lives kept going. Okay, so then you're breaking up with your German ex, and then you stayed in Cologne, though. So was this just, it was home? It wasn't, I mean, you were there in the first place for yourself anyway, but did you ever consider leaving because it was just, like, a lot to deal yes, with? Yes, yes. I, I, As a matter of fact, I did leave a couple of times. I went back to Seattle a couple of times. And every time I went back, of course, the reverse culture shock thing happened, and it would set in, and then I would be like, oh. Yeah. You know, it's just this, this perpetual dilemma, you know. And so I would be there for a little while and realize, no, I got to go back to Europe. So it was just like, so I finally, after Tobias and I totally broke up, I went back to Seattle for a little bit and realized, no, I got to go back. I have to, and I don't want to run away. Yeah. I need to just not run away. So, and that was almost like a, a lesson for myself. And I had my own apartment. Yeah, I lived there. It was the longest I had ever lived in like one one place, one apartment before, like as an adult. How Seven long years. was it? Seven, Seven years. Wow. Yeah. Curious. Now you're in Freiburg and the, all of these expat questions that come up all the time. You know, of course, since I'm in my late 20s, I feel like I end up talking to a lot of people around my same age group, maybe some people kind of in midlife in their 40s, let's say. But you might be one of the older people I've interviewed, which is I'm not trying to say that you're Oh, well, I am, I am old, you know, but like I said, I'm old, but cool, you know. My my I'm lack of diversity old. comes back in, in many ways, but one of them is, is in age. And so I'm, I'm just really excited to hear you're now you're 60. 61. Yeah. So 
I don't know. We all have these questions. Should I should I move? Should I not? Is here home? Is there home? Where's home? What am I doing? How are all these questions coming up for you at this phase in your life, especially in comparison to all these other phases that we've just talked about? They're the same questions. Yeah. And, 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 and I ponder them just as often <laughs> as I always had. I mean, I, I still think about it. You know, it's like I imagine a life because two of my brothers live in Columbus, Ohio now. And that's where I go when I go back to the States. It's like imagining a life in Columbus, Ohio. It's like, yeah, that's a cute town. It's There's a lot of cool stuff going on. There's some on German there. influence there. They've got the little German village, yeah. you know. I don't imagine life back in Seattle because I can't afford it anymore. Yeah. So your question of this dilemma, you know, and this pondering, where should I be? It's still just as active as it has always been. Like the questions are there, right? And then you're going through, maybe I should do this choice. And then you're seeing what that looks like. And maybe I should do this choice and seeing what that looks like. What sort of things are priorities when you think about it? That's the thing that's changed because I'm older. And so like, so like, and this is the kind of the first time in my life, like in the past like year where I'm looking ahead and being like, yeah, you know, I get to retire in whatever six years and do I want to be an old person in Germany because I and you know because I don't have a family you know I don't have a husband so that's the kind of stuff that's that's new like me pondering growing old in Germany and like do I want to be in an alone in an old people's home in Germany it's just like ah think I want to do that I mean the thing is like I I see so many people being so independent still living alone um, into their 90s and things like that yeah because you have public transit you can still be pretty independent all in Freiburg at least all the biking that's happening you get an e-bike and you're 70 80 you're still going (laughs) that's true that's true but yeah but if that stops working or you have some kind of injury or something that's what I think that's what it is I like because I'm I'm a healthy person and I you know uh, I'm pretty fit and stuff like that so I'm probably looking at it through a lens of the the worst case scenario yeah. that I'm old and infirm, <laughs> and, and and now now they've thrown me in an old people's home. Of course, I would be able to go back home at any point. Yeah, but that'll be interesting. I guess maybe that'll just be something you sort of monitor and check in with yourself about, like if that status is coming your way, you'd rather be there in the U.S. It sounds like than here, but it's like that doesn't. I don't know. That's not you're 61. You're not 91. You yeah, know? I'm so. not 91. I'm not yeah. 91. And and honestly, it's like these are things that I ponder, but I don't I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, I still don't know. It's just it's the ping pong in my head. Do you think Switzerland could happen again? Oh, Switzerland's super expensive. I don't have Swiss money. You <laughs> yeah. know, I'm, I'm making euros and uh, I'm a translator, so I'm not a rich person. If like Switzerland could happen, if like some Swiss guy, like if, if yeah. me and some Swiss guy fell in love, that could maybe happen. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that would be so round. That, that would be round, <laughs> roundy, roundy. Wow. Circle Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, can we talk about that? Yeah, like it's dating. How's that? So honestly, I haven't even been interested in anything since uh, since my marriage broke up. Just like done with guys. Just like done, like not interested. Go- I went through menopause anyways. And it's just like, ugh, men, no thanks. No, thank you. <laughs> you know? Thought about like women for a while. It was like, maybe I should just like, Yeah. But, you know, just not acting on anything. Yeah. Um, but I am I think I'm finally starting to be ready, but that scares me too. Freiburg is a beautiful place, but I come from big towns. I come from New York City, Chicago, Seattle, and I was in Cologne. And I think of Freiburg and it's like... And, I, I have a couple of times, like when I was in Cologne, like gone on like dating sites, mm-hmm. and I am sorry. <laughs> the German guys in my age group 
Like, yeah, no, not doing it. For it's you. hardcore, dude. Like, and 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 then and then now, you know, I moved to Freiburg and it's been Corona the whole time. Yeah. So I have not had a chance to like be hanging out in a bar, you know, like right. just I don't know. I'm just hoping that the pandemic because becomes an epidemic and we can all start going out again. I haven't gotten to the point where I've downloaded Tinder or anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know from some people that, I don't know, like Parship and things like that, they exist and you can still find people, but I think they've had to set their geographical radius to like much higher, which oh, maybe, right. I mean, I don't know, maybe in your case, that would be fine if you're right. flexible, but. Well, so I have this thing that I say that, okay, if you have two similar social scenes you know a german one and a u.s one similar books are being read you know similar types of bars and restaurants are liked similar music tastes you know it's like it's kind of like a a a comparable scene here to the the scenes that i had in the states the guys in these comparable scenes in germany are so much less evolved they're just not as cool they're just not they are just not. They don't hold women in as high a regard as like a ton of the dudes I knew in like all the 80s and the 90s. And it's just a whole different thing. So that is a hard thing. Man, what happened to these guys? Because it's like they were around back then and they're yeah. still around now. But what happened in these years yeah. that they are not cool anymore? When I mean cool, I kind of mean like they're less evolved. They're like they're a little more macho, even though. So and I was listening to the podcast with you and... Aspen. And it's like, you guys talked about like how German guys aren't macho, but I, and while I was listening to that, I was like, yes, they are. <laughs> God, ask me that question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, generationally, of course, there's always different ways that these like gender roles come up and things like that. And it has so much to do with um, the context, right? The, yeah. the place you were, the time you were and stuff like that. But, but I'm thinking it's like you, like these people were people that you were connecting with back in that in the 80s and the 90s like they seem to think that women were you know human beings back then yeah totally so what the heck happened to them that they're now like never mind like, no i mean like in the states though oh, they're okay. like so like uh, my scenes in the states yeah, are like really cool happening. dudes okay. you know yeah guys who because i'm a music person i'm kind of i'm a music snob you know i like cool stuff and <laughs> so similar scenes of people like i had it in cologne listening to similar types of music but these dudes were like kind of pathetic they're kind yeah. of pathetic they're none of them had girlfriends you know they lived kind of gross they're kind of macho they didn't like you know take women's they didn't just didn't cherish women like yeah. the dudes i knew back in the day in chicago I'm really hoping for these like wild roaring twenties that we've been promised, right? right? True, <laughs> like, like, because of, because out. of the corona, yeah, yeah, the, the like, rona, the rona, right? It broke a lot of people on their insides. Like I don't know, I've done a lot of soul searching, and I think a lot of people I know have, and I would hope that these men are also doing the yeah, same thing, you know? And right. maybe they come out the other side feeling more open, less confident in their own experience of the world and more open to I mean this is a bit idealistic because no that's good yeah, let's hope let's why hope. not you why know not? Right. Yeah. <laughs> what else do we have do? yeah yeah exactly 2022 and I mean yeah last summer was super gray and rainy I feel very sad because you moved to Freiburg and then like it's the middle of lockdown it finally lifts and then it's it was such a rainy gray summer it was not that good but of course i wasn't really aware of that i thought it, it was fine with me because yeah. you know cologne is a little bit more rainy so it's not like i had an i couldn't yeah. compare it to anything else that's you know? true i don't know for me it just felt like the first corona summer 
felt amazing. And I felt, I was like, oh, these 20s are happening, right? And then the next summer it was like, eh, I mean, it's happening. And I'm just really hoping the third one's about to hit hard. Right. And <laughs> Well, I hope for it. I hope for, I mean, yeah, we have a couple minutes left. I want to ask a little bit about the Freiburg experience because sure. I am fully biased. Um, and sure. I'm interested. I mean, again, yeah, you've moved on under difficult conditions with the virus but um how's it been for you so far especially coming from all these different much bigger places well freiburg is so beautiful oh my god it's just i, I remember writing that to you once like whatsapping you and saying like you because you, you asked me how how freiburg was treating me and i was like freiburg's good for the soul yeah and it is it just is it's just it's so beautiful here so that makes me really happy and I am super psyched to see what it feels like when everything's really open you know yeah. when there's when it's when there's not a pandemic because yeah we had you know it was open a bit last year you know what I did get around I went to a couple bars you know restaurants hanging out in beer gardens stuff like that but not everything was normal so I still love it I love it and I think and and I, I feel like I can't make real opinions about it until I've I've lived here for a couple of years when it was normal. Yeah. It'll take at least another 3 years, 4 years for that to happen, you know. Yeah. And has it worked out in terms of being closer to the Swiss friends? Is that yes. something you've been able to capitalize on? Yes, yes, yes. I have really good friends who have an apartment in Basel, and that's super cool. It's like I just my friend Lamise just like I can't, Lamise, I cannot believe you're thirty minutes away, and she's like, I can't believe it's only thirty minutes away. So we've definitely done that. Spent Thanksgiving with uh, her and her husband, and I've known them since back when I lived in Switzerland. So like really great old friends, and she's American, and her husband's Swiss. And I and another thing that I love about Freiburg, I was hanging out at that one Cafe Atlantic. Yeah, yeah. So I've had I've had a c couple wild nights there, <laughs> or you know, like just because I'm going out by myself. So yeah. you know, I don't know anyone, so it's like. And does it work? Do you talk to people? Do people talk to you? It gets fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and and so I met this italian couple who had just arrived from italy and they had just arrived that afternoon huh? and when they told me it took them five hours to drive i was like oh <laughs> my god there. are you telling me that italy's like just like five hours away in a car that kicks ass yeah <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome well i yeah i'll be so excited to see what freiburg has in store for you still and uh, yeah and how this next chunk of life goes I, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. They're, we're all living chunks of life, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, like it's, it's exciting for all of us, I think, like, you know, where life brings you next. Yeah. And I think it's nice when you move a lot because it, you do have these chunks, right? Like they're so defined. And I guess I keep referring to it. It's because there was just a move. And so this delineates like Cologne happened. Now it's this next phase. And yeah. It's been really cool going through all of these different chunks as they were yeah. <laughs> of your life it's the freiburg piece of the pie yeah exactly <laughs> the pie of life <laughs> the life pie well okay before we completely wrap up it is time to round the corner and head to home with the ending segment which is called zack 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 so it's a rapid fire question round where i ask you three questions that you answer without thinking it overthinking it just go with your gut you ready okay sure <laughs> what is your highlight from living in freiburg so far the view from my apartment. Okay, now you have to invite me over. You oh, yeah, you totally have to come over. You're a busy woman. I always think, oh, my God, she's too busy. She doesn't have time to hang out with you. But yes, oh, you have to come to my apartment. Yeah, I would love that. Um, okay, Germany tends to eat in, in seasons, right? There's there's pumpkin season. There's, we all know, asparagus season, very important, and a couple others along the way. So what is your favorite produce season? Oh, I like asparagus season. 
I like and strawberries. Yeah, I like strawberry season. I mean, those strawberries here are so freaking good. They so good. Changed my understanding of what a strawberry was, <laughs> and yeah, delicious. and the organic ones are even still affordable. Like yeah. they're not much. They're not more money than the, than the sprayed ones. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. insane. It's great, yeah. and you can buy them out of stands that are shaped like yeah. strawberries. Totally. What more could you ask for? Totally. Okay, and finally, as of today's recording, I have exactly one month left of being twenty nine. My thirtieth birthday is a month from today. Woohoo! What should what should I do before I hit that number? Party. <laughs> what was it? Have a pig on a stick and a weekend long? Yeah, man. Like take that, take that man in your life and grab some friends and go out to the country and uh, roast a pig and do shots of mezcal. That's what I say. <laughs> Very good advice. We'll see. I uh, might be a bit cold and make it happen, but I'll try. <laughs> I like the ambition. Um, thanks so much for coming over, for doing this. And I'm, yeah, I'm just so delighted that this this has its own circularity. We'll, we'll shoot for the circularity of your life to that you fall in love with a Swiss man and this all comes around. But our little interaction is also a bit of a circle that it started with you listening and now you're here. So I'm, I'm so grateful for that. <laughs> it's awesome. I, I'm, I really like you. I think you're a super cool person. So I'm honored to be here. Honored that you wanted to interview me. I hope <laughs> I didn't push you into it. And, and I love your idea about like me meeting a Swiss man. It's just like, I didn't really, really think about that. <laughs> like, and watch out because I've got very strong powers of manifestation. <laughs> you, know, um, you know how to plant some seeds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the seed, I think it's just a little bit planted there. Okay. You're going to be back on the podcast in two years been like, so <laughs> the thing is... <laughs> Thanks again to Melanie for coming onto the show, for coming all the way out to the weird part of Freiburg that I live to record in person. And thanks for shooting me an email, Melanie, when you moved here, because I'm really glad to know you and to be your friend. So here's to looking forward to more adventures around Freiburg. If you want to connect with me, you can reach me at theexpatcast at gmail.com. You can visit me online at theexpatcast.com or connect with me on social media at theexpatcast on Instagram and on Twitter. I want to thank, as always, Amy Lungi Art for the logo and Sidehug for the theme music. There on Instagram at a hug from the side. On Thursday, I'll be back in your feeds with a conversation with a fellow 29-year-old about to turn 30 within the next month, talking about how we both ended up from the U.S. in Germany. But, and here's a hint who it is, she had some detours to Portugal and a cruise ship before she landed in Germany. So till then, have a wonderful week. Stay healthy and stay safe. Bis dann. Tschüss.